Board members from Hollywood's Actors Union have voted to approve a deal with studios that ended their strike and put in place an artificial intelligence package. So what impact will this have on Hollywood and other industries? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, new details are being released surrounding President Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping this week. Plus, lawmakers have returned to Washington, D.C. for what could be a tumultuous week as the weekend deadline for keeping the government open is approaching. But first... Back in July, when Guild leaders announced that actors would join writers in a historic strike, it shook the industry. After a nearly four-month-long strike, board members from Hollywood's Actors Union have voted to approve the deal with studios on several topics, including artificial intelligence. For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Oz, thanks so much for your time today. So the union would not take a deal without an AI package. How big of a deal is this now for Hollywood? It's a gigantic issue, actually. Um, part of it goes to personal and private information, um, you know, your witness, that kind of thing. Uh, but the larger second aspect of this was that the studios for a long time had been basically saying that if you were to do extra work or any kind of work and they captured your likeness, they could use your likeness in perpetuity without paying, meaning that over the course of probably about two or three years, you would have enough filler of, of background people that they could literally phase out using extras. They could phase out a lot of things that were sort of key to how films are produced today. And, you know, it's it's a kind of a landmark situation because the last time there had been a strike, Ronald Reagan was at the helm of it, and that was in the 1960s. Um, so where we are today now with what's been decided is, number one, uh, that if a studio wants to use a Agnes, uh, their first going to have to get approval and that approval is a little bit more than just stipulating stipulating like two lines saying that like you know high x likeness will be used uh, uh, this uh, character in three scenes it actually has to be spelled out the, the second aspect of this is is that even if the studios use the artificial intelligence copies of these actors that they're going to have to pay them full union rates so what that means is for the average SAG after a actor, it's going to be any, um, but for some of your larger talent, it's probably going to have to be something that's uh, at least negotiated. And I think it's a benefit um, long-term because as we see technology kind of encroaching inside of the industry, um, everything from visual effects to artificial intelligence to, um, you know, just the utilization of, of absolutely new rendering capability, K cameras, uh, there's a huge amount of technology shift that's going to happen inside of uh, the next two to three years. And setting the stage with artificial intelligence such that, you know, one, the actors are protected, two, their likenesses are protected, and three, that they're actually going to be compensated for work that's done by either them or an AI that looks like them is a huge step forward. So in a hard-won provision, the Actors Union said they now have rules when it comes to studios using generative AI, which you mentioned, to create synthetic characters from the images of different performers. What impact will this have? Uh, it's interesting because there's also, you know, compensation guidelines inside of there. 
the synthetic and sort of, uh, I guess you would call them generated, um, you know, television actors or, t- or, or film actors that they would be putting in place opens a little bit of a can of worms. But, you know, I anticipate within the next 10 years, we're going to probably see additional negotiations, but perhaps not a strike, but additional negotiations as the GPT um, engines, you know, all these large language models become extraordinarily better at what they do. And at the same point in time can actually even simulate conversations. Um, so that piece of it is more likely going to affect um, your large studios and your small producers, both of which are actually trying to leverage the technology in a more meaningful way. Um, but it's it's a little quizzical as to what the impact is actually going to be for specific actors outside of knowing that they are going to be compensated. Um, but we still have to see one of those things actually come to bear. You know, and that could be something where they they say de-age a Halle Berry or they, you know, modify what a Kurt Russell looks like or maybe even take uh, a Kurt Russell and, you know, someone else and say this is their generated child inside of the movie, um, which opens a lot of doors for creativity. Uh, but at least, you know, you've got some parameters in place now that if that does happen, there's going to be some compensation and there's some guidelines around it. So I'm a big classic movie fan. And I mean, you wonder if an estate gives the okay. I mean, could we see something where there could be um, some sort of a movie or a TV series with someone like Cary Grant or even Marilyn Monroe? So it definitely opens up uh, a lot of possibilities in the future. Now, representatives, Mm -hmm. they said the deal will keep the motion picture industry sustainable for as a profession for working class performers and will preserve tens of thousands of jobs. So do you think that this can be used as a blueprint for other industries worried about AI taking jobs? I definitely a framework and I think it can definitely be taken into account. You know, other industries are in different ways uh, from the station industry. We've already seen AIs being brought in to just basically downsize, you know, huge amounts of employees when you're with simple like romance languages, um, Spanish, Italian, that sort of a thing. Um, not necessarily the more complicated, you know, languages like Chinese or Japanese or Arabic. Um, but I think for the remainder of industries where, you know, you're going to be facing job losses from AI, or you're at least going to be facing retraining requirements that care, this will only have an impact in terms of how unions, um, see this and how unions have a framework for negotiating, but in industries where it's a lot of work for hire or at will, like we are in New York state that's more of a gray area. And I think that gray area is still one that should be of concern. I mean, if you listen to, you know, what's being said by most of our our, uh, financial analysts out there, the opportunity to reduce costs with AI is great and it's short term, but that mid to long-term problem they're going to run into is one that they've always had with massive amounts of automation coming in. Um, And that's, one that, you know, we'll have to balance against the expectations of what workers want. But two, we're also going to have to see how this really impacts technology that you use and you have today. Uh, there's AI tools now that are coming out that would, you know, obsolete an iPhone. Um, and it's very likely that some of the other AI tools are going to impact social media as well. So as you tie all of this together, 
you could be looking at, you know, big changes to a number of industries, big changes to how we consume content and media. Um, and we now have at least a framework to start, you know, from job protections, but it is a brave new world. Uh, Sultan, thanks so much. We'll definitely stay on this story. Appreciate your time. Thank you. New details are being released surrounding President Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping this week. The White House says the leaders will meet in San Francisco and a focus will be reestablishing military ties between the nations. U.S. President Joe Biden will push China to reestablish military ties this week. That's according to White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Sunday ahead of the expected meeting between Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco. In an interview with CBS, Sullivan said that, quote, the president is determined to see the reestablishment of military-to-military -military ties because he believes it's in the U.S. national security interest, and that, quote, we need those lines of communication so that there aren't mistakes or miscalculations or miscommunication. Later, speaking with CNN, he also said Biden would seek to, quote, advance the ball with Xi on military ties, which he considers a, quote, top agenda item, but declined to provide further details. Beijing has largely severed military-to-military -military communication with Washington after then-U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan in 2022, the democratic island China claims as its own. Prior to the rupture over Pelosi's visit, the U.S. and Chinese militaries cooperated on exercises and training, such as this joint humanitarian relief drill in southwest China in 2016. Biden is set to meet Xi on Wednesday at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in California. It will be only their second in-person meeting since Biden took office in 2021. U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Mike Johnson is hoping to get his fellow Republicans to back his plan to avert a partial government shutdown. Lawmakers have returned to Washington for what could be a tumultuous week as the weekend deadline is approaching. Gentlemen from the great state of Louisiana. The U.S. House Speaker Republican Mike Johnson, who took the gavel less than a month ago, unveiled a stopgap spending measure on Saturday aimed at averting a government shutdown. But lawmakers from both parties in Congress are already speaking out against it. The Republican-controlled House and Democratic-led Senate must agree on a spending measure that President Joe Biden can sign into law by Friday or risk another partial government shutdown. That would disrupt pay for millions of federal workers, shutter national parks, and interrupt a range of activities from financial oversight to scientific research. Johnson's plan would provide funding for some parts of the federal government until January 19th and other agencies until two weeks after that. House Republicans hope to pass it on Tuesday. The bill comes a day after ratings agency Moody's lowered its outlook on the nation's credit to negative. It pointed to political polarization in Congress on spending as a danger to the nation's fiscal health. Johnson appeared to be trying to navigate demands from hardliners who want legislation with multiple end dates, as well as centrists who want a cleaner measure without spending cuts or conservative policy add-ons that Democrats would reject. Representative Chip Roy, a member of the hardline House Freedom Caucus, said he was 100% opposed to the plan on social media. 
The White House characterized it as an unserious proposal and a recipe for more Republican chaos. The proposed stopgap contained no supplemental funding, such as aid for Israel and Ukraine. Thanks so much for watching In America Today. I'm Veronica Judo. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.